Good morning. How we doing, church? Y'all ready for the word or what? Yeah, listen, um, it's so funny how God moves, isn't it? Any of y'all ever surprised by the way God works? Um, here we were thinking that our next series was going to be called Relationships, and um, it was, I think, I think it was late last week, maybe mid last week, you know, I woke up and I was just taking some time and praying and seeking God, and, and I felt like he just dropped this vision in my mind. And how many, there's some visions that are just for you. And then there's some visions that are for the people around you. And in what I do in the pastorate, I have to ask God, okay, God, is this just for me or is this for the whole church? And I felt like what he said was, this is for the whole church. And so this vision that I had, I was just sitting in my chair. Does anybody have a chair? Y'all listen, if you don't have a chair, you need to get a chair. All right, you need, my chair is like my secret place with the Lord. It's not all that secret because it's right in the middle of my living room, but nonetheless, it's my chair. It's where I engage with God in the mornings, and it's just so amazing how he speaks to me. But you know what? I had this weird experience where I was blind, and I was in a city, and all I could hear was the wait, 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 wait. And that's all I could hear. And I was just like, what is going on? And I'm, it's funny, I'm seeing, not seeing. <laughs> what a strange vision to not see. But it was as if I was a blind person at an intersection. And all I could hear was wait. And I, I knew that God was imparting something. That God was like, waiting is good. Waiting is something that I call you to do. How many of y'all enjoy waiting? <laughs> good. This series will have a good effect. All right. Yo, the truth of it is we live in an on-demand culture. I want it now. Just like, just like, just like Gary was talking, circle, circle, circle. I want this and I want this and I want this. And we have the capability these days to get almost anything immediately. Y'all listen, we can even print objects. We're living in the future and it's only going to continue to get faster and faster and faster. And we have to be careful how many, we don't just go with the flow of the world. Okay. I, I could use a bigger amen on that. We don't just go with the flow of the world, and, and the world is trying to convince us that you should have whatever you want, however you want it, whenever you want. But that's at a great cost. Haphazard living is not being led by the Spirit. It's not. It's not. And, and listen, there's, you've probably heard me up here saying sometimes, let's go! When God says, go, go. But God also says, wait, wait, wait. I genuinely hope that every time we're at a crosswalk and we hear that, it can be a reminder of some of the things that we learned throughout this series. That we can be encouraged in waiting. That we can, church, I'm about to blow your mind, we can actually enjoy waiting. Holy mackerel. 
enjoy waiting. Psalm 27, 14. You know what? Let's just read this all together. It says this, Wait for the Lord, be strong, and let your heart take courage. Yes, wait for the Lord. Wait for the Lord. Be strong and let your heart take courage. Yes, wait for the Lord. You see, waiting is for your safety. You don't know what you don't know. You don't know what you don't see. You don't know what God is preparing. And you don't know what God is preventing. And oftentimes, we jump the gun on God before he's even got the pathway clear. And we find ourselves in a certified hot mess. Anyone ever been there? Yeah? I've been there, man. And, and hey, guess what? God loves you. There's grace. But it doesn't mean we aim to continue doing that. Right? So I'm not here to beat anyone up. You should have waited, dummy. No. I've been there, okay? God loves you. He forgives you. But we can change and we can grow. Amen? And we can move out of this, like, again, this haphazard toddlerism. That's right. I just made up the word toddlerism. But where we're just like, oh, oh, a park. Ah! And on our way, we get smoked by a car. When the father is saying, wait, wait, wait. Because he sees the cars. He sees the impact of the cars. And we're just like, Park! You know what I mean? Isaiah 43, 18 through 19. So again, I'd appreciate it if it's not a distraction to you to read the underlined words with me when we get there. It says this, Do not call to mind the former things or consider things of the past. Behold, I am going to do something new. Can you say something new? Now it will spring up. Will you not be aware of it? I will even make a roadway in the wilderness, rivers in the desert. Isn't that good? Don't rush to die in the desert. Wait for his rushing river. Don't rush to die in the desert. Wait for his rushing river river. It's so silly. It's like, it's like God is saying, hold on. I know when we should do this, and I know how we should do this. And this is where we're going. And then we go, that's where we're going? I'm going! You know? But we're not, we're jetting out to find ourselves starving of thirst. It's completely unnecessary. How many of you know we will go through the wilderness? How many of you know we will go through a desert? How many of you know you don't have to starve going through it? You don't need to die on the journey. God's with you. He's our provider on the way. But if you're not joined to him, if you're not waiting for and with him, we will starve. You have a choice. Church, we have a choice. 
We can decide to live in his grace and his giftings and his provision, or we can decide to live according to the flesh. Doing things our own way. And when we choose to live like that, hear me clearly, yes, God will forgive you. But when we find ourselves in the hot mess, it's not like God put us there. We landed ourselves there. And oftentimes, God, how could you do this? And it's like, we're the ones who jumped the gun. Anybody ever been there before? It's, it's, it's seriously, it's just like that. It's like, it would be the same as if I said, true, no, 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 come here, come here, come here. Wait, stay, wait, stay, stay here. And he's just like, bah! And then something happens, it would be a byproduct of him deciding to leave me and run. We are called to stay with our Father, hear his guidance, and obey him. Amen? Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm hitting some words that people are just like, no, thank you, obedience. <laughs> Don't tell me what to do. Did you call him Lord? Did you call him Lord? Okay, like five of you are like, yes, I did. Guys, so the, Jesus came to the earth. He died for you. Do I need to get everyone in the house born again? Did you call him Lord, church? Yes. Yeah? That means we obey. And we obey when he says, wait. Knowing it is for our own good. It's for our own good. It's funny, because again, it's, it's like he's preventing things and he's preparing things. He's preventing things. There's a spiritual war going on behind the scenes, y'all. There's a lot going on behind the scenes, okay? There's, there's spiritual forces, all sorts of things happening. And how many know we're praying for each other? Oh, okay, are y'all alive? Maybe I need to give you permission. You can talk back to me. Okay, so if I ask you a question, you can respond to it, all right? But how many know we're praying for each other? Yeah, we're praying. When we pray, it's not just like, I care about you. We're saying, God, we thank you for things changing in the spirit. Real life things are happening behind the scenes that are preparing and preventing things that we can't even see. Another vision that God kind of gave me when I was thinking about this was it's like God is preparing a bridge. And he's just like finishing the last part up that's going to really strengthen the bridge and tie it all together. It's like the last bolt, but it's going to bring everything together. And right before he twists that bolt, we just go across and we go down and we're drowning. We're like, help, help, God has abandoned me. It's like God was preparing the way. And we jumped the gun. But again, we can be so bitter about waiting. If we think about waiting as the absence of his presence, it's not. We wait with him. Not just for him, but with him. And that'll change the entire thing. Because there is so much to learn while we wait. So much to learn while we wait. And we just want to dismiss it and get past it and get to the goal. Getting to the goal, the process, is part of the promise. 
We learn so much. We grow so much. Our character is developed. Amen? So why don't we wait? Listen, in this series, we're going to be going through, there's, there's so much that the Bible has to say about us as a people being called to wait. You'll see it over and over again, and we're going to go through different Bible examples of people who throughout Old and New Testaments either did or did not <laughs> wait. And the byproducts of those things. How many of you have been called and told we can learn from the examples found in Scripture? But today, I really just wanted to kind of hit us off with an intro and talk about, okay, well, maybe why, why don't we do this? Why don't we wait? And how can we see it differently so that we're excited about the process of waiting? Let's take a look at Psalm 25, 4 through 5. It says this, Make me know your ways, Lord. Teach me your paths. Lead me in your truth and teach me, for you are the God of my salvation. For you I wait all the day. For you I wait all the day. We say we want his way until we have to wait all day. You know what I'm saying? God, I just want, I just want you. I'm in church on Sunday and I want you. But now it's Monday and I'm annoyed because you haven't, been, haven't given me what you told me you're going to give me yet. And so never mind. Life is terrible. Anybody ever been there? <laughs> Guys, it's silly. It's as silly as me doing what I just did. It's insane. He's with us constantly wanting to be there with us and help us. But what I wanted to show from this scripture is that one of the reasons that we don't wait is because of pride or lack of humility. We don't think we need to know his way. We think we know the way. This says, make known to me your ways. Can you say your ways? Your ways. So this isn't just my ways. This is his ways. Teach me your paths. Huh, not my paths, his paths. Lead me in your truth and teach me. For you are the God of my salvation. For you I wait all the day. There is a humility and a meekness in us actually yielding to the Lordship of Jesus, doing what he says, when he says to do it, how he says to do it, abiding in his presence the whole time. Humility is not a weakness, church. It's really not. Pride, I, can, I got it. I can do all things. What? Through Christ who strengthens me. Some of us are running out, I can do all things. And they hit a wall because it's not Christ who's strengthening them. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. You know, part of this humility thing is um, sometimes we have to wait because we're just not ready. Sometimes we're just not ready. 
I want, you know what? I want a wife, God. And I want it now. You know, I, I want a wife. And I'm upset because I've had to wait too long. Well, in your process of waiting, how about you grow in being a husband? Huh? Listen, one day you don't just wake up and like, I could be a great husband. Listen, y'all, marriage is a real thing. And what I'm saying is, is in the process of waiting, we can be growing. Amen? And we can be hearing him and responding to him so that when we do get to the thing that we're waiting for, we're prepared and we're whole in heart. And this thing is not the the deliverance of hope. Jesus is our hope. And it's just us getting to experience the fulfillment of a promise. But we need to be fulfilled when that fulfillment occurs. Did you hear me? We need to be fulfilled when the fulfillment occurs. So why else? Well, excitement. Sometimes we don't wait because we're just too excited. Anybody ever get excited about something? Yeah, listen, people do this about all sorts of things. People can do this with relationships. People can do this with sex. People can do this with uh, food. People can do this with buying things. People can do this with so many things. We just, we can't wait. It is good to wait for the word of the Lord. It is good to obey what he has said. If you're wondering what he has said, open your Bible. <laughs> this, ain't, this ain't rocket science, y'all. Open your Bible and say, God, show me your ways. Teach me your paths. Lead me. For you I wait all day. And then when he shows you something, take the step. Amen? So Proverbs 19.2. I thought this was a good example of um, us not waiting because of excitement. It says this. Y'all, let's read this together. Enthusiasm without knowledge is no good. Haste makes mistakes. Ain't that real? Haste makes mistakes. It's like, I'm so excited. I don't know anything about this, but ah! You know, and then you just, haste makes mistakes. You trip, you know, you go down. Or you find yourself in a situation God never had for you in the first place. Sometimes we get excited about things that God wants us to have nothing to do with. Anybody ever been there before? I've been like that. That's why I don't buy things on impulse. You get real excited about those pans. That's what happens when you turn 30. I'm 33 now. I'm three years deep into this 30s stuff. I get excited about pots and pans, y'all. And when, 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 when Black Friday, oh my, those pans are 35% off. Must be the Lord. You know what I'm saying? Like, come on, y'all. Oh, but wait, 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 wait. Cyber Monday, even better. It's like, come on, y'all. Wait. <laughs> wait. I like the ESV. It says this. 
Let's read this together. It says, Desire without knowledge is not good, and whoever makes haste with his feet misses his way. It kind of reminds me, you know, obviously it's the season of Christmas, you know. And you all get excited about Christmas gifts. None of you? I know Gary just got after you, you know, but he was talking about excess. You can get excited about Christmas gifts, you guys. It's okay. But here's what's not cool. Let's say I got Kara like some, she's not really into like China, not, not the country, but like the dishes and stuff. She loves China, you know, but she doesn't like the, the dishes and stuff. If I got her some China dishes, she'd be like, thanks, you know. Let's say she was really into that, and I got her some of those for Christmas, okay? And I hid them up in the top of the closet. I hid them up there. And y'all know how tall Kara is. <laughs> She'd have to finagle. She'd have to work to get that, that present down. And so she gets up there. She gets it. And in the process of getting it, she drops it. And it breaks and it shatters inside this container. And then she's like, oh, it's, it's not a big deal. So she gets it up. She's like, Wow. This makes noise. And it's like the, the sound of broken glass sloshing around in a box. And she goes, what is that? What is that? What could that be? You know? Just to open it early to realize, wow, I destroyed something that was meant to be a gift for me. Hello? Guys, we do this. It's commonplace in the world today, again, to just say whatever, however, whenever, with whoever. And, and honestly, I don't think sometimes sex isn't talked about enough, but let's just have some real talk, like, like sex. I mean, sex is a beautiful thing. Okay, guys, sex is a beautiful thing. PSA, sex is a beautiful thing. God made it feel good for a reason. Can I get an amen? amen? Okay. Sex is great. The church, the church, it's funny. Balanced teaching is hard to come by. Because either people want to make you feel like sex is dirty and disgusting, or sex is for whenever, however, just be you. Live your best life. Empower your body. Y'all, but y'all have heard these things. You might say, ew, but you know what I'm talking about. It's your body. Do whatever you want with it. It's like, whoa, this, well, my body is the Lord's. So I'm going to do whatever he wants with it. Y'all, you can, listen, I don't think that's the way to go, but I'm following his way. I ain't shaking the chicken. I ain't opening the gift. And, and listen, I'm not coming at you because if you done shook the china, how many of God can put things back together? He can turn all things around for good. And listen, I'm talking from experience. Many sexual encounters before I was with my wife. Addicted heavily to pornography. But how many of you know I had to waste a lot of my time coming out of and, and, and growing out of that stuff that I never would have had to had I just obeyed him from the get-go. Right? And so listen, I'm not saying God isn't graceful. I'm not saying he doesn't love you. I'm not saying how could you or shame on you. Yuck, I'm not here to curse you. I'm here to bless you, but I'm here to tell you how to live in his blessing. 
And sex is a beautiful gift. Sex is relational. And it's not just relational. It's a covenant thing. Sex is not this thing that is just plugged in wherever. Sex is something, it's a beautiful expression of ministry to someone whom you've given your life to. There's a safety. It is. It's spiritual. It really is. But we write it off just as another fleshy thing that we can do whatever we want. And it's not like that. And I promise you, if, if right now you feel judged by me, that's either I am poorly communicating or your insecurity and, and the shame of this thing is, is being riled up by the enemy. Because I promise you, I do not judge you. I promise you, I love you. And God loves you. But he has so much goodness for your life. And it can be redeemed. Anything can be He is the great redeemer. So I just want to encourage everybody. Wait, 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 wait for his preservation, wait for his protection, wait for his will. And when we wait, we see his blessing and we experience him in the midst of these things. Amen. I just feel like I have to say one more time. Sex is not gross. Okay. Sex was designed by God. Do you hear me? If the enemy takes something and perverts it, it doesn't mean the original thing is perverted. It's a beautiful thing. But just like all the things God gives us, there's a time and a place. Amen? Ooh. I say that because sex is exciting too. That's what I mean. That's, under, that's still under the we get excited thing, right? Anybody ever get excited? You know what I'm talking about. God's got you. Wait. <laughs> you know? That's as far as I'm going. I'm going <laughs> to stop there. Not with the whole message, just with that part, you know? You know, some gifts are age appropriate. It's like um, True right now, he's in love with music, you know? And, and he thinks he wants mom's guitar, Okay? Um, mom's guitar is at home. I leave dad's guitar here at the church. But mom's guitar is at home. And, and in True's world, it's time for him to have mom's guitar. But how many, have you ever seen a fretboard? Like frets, they're like the things that you push down on to make the noises. Like True could fit most of his fingers on one fret. And to play guitar, you have to like go like this. Huzzah! And like... True can't be doing this. So, so like, even though he thinks grown-up Kara's Martin expensive guitar with the giant frets is what he wants, he really just needs a little toddler guitar. And how many, I know he's not even ready for, like, the way that you have to treat things with great respect. Okay? I want music to be fun for him. And for that reason, like, I have to kind of find the balance of what you spend on something. So I'm going to give him something that is of quality, but also if he beats it up a little bit because he's just, like, jamming, that I'm not like, oh, 
you know, and make him feel bad, like he has to hesitate or be fearful of playing. What I'm saying, so, so think about this. The experience that I'm talking about, knowing what to give and when to give it and what is good for him and what will halt his capability of playing and even his capability of growing in playing, my experience as a father is much like the experience of our father as he watches us grow. We might think it's like, I, I, I want, again, I want the husband or I want the wife right now. And it's like, yeah, but maybe you need to grow a little bit. Maybe you need to grow a little bit. Maybe you need to be whole. Amen? Okay, so why else, why else do we rush? Why don't we wait? Well, because sometimes waiting looks like weakness. Sometimes people in a world that says, you go, you conquer, you achieve. Waiting can look lazy. Waiting can look like, oh, well, they're not hearing God because they're not moving constantly. Sometimes waiting is the most present godly action someone can be taking. Do you hear me? This is important. This is important. It's, it's important because, again, often the way we view ourselves and the way we view those around us is in, in correspondence with what they're doing. Waiting is doing something. Okay? Waiting. And there is such thing as fearful hesitation. But do not mistake spirit-led waiting for fearful hesitation. Did you hear me? Do not mistake spirit-led waiting for fearful hesitation. They are not the same thing. There is such thing as fearful hesitation, and if God's saying go, then go. Okay, he's got you, he's with you. But if God's saying wait, he's got you, he's with you. Obey him in both. Amen? Waiting for God's green light. So let's, let's look at Psalm 27, 14. Wait for the Lord. Be strong and let your heart take courage. Yes, wait for the Lord. Again, we read this at the top, but I think it's great to see the be strong and let your heart take courage. I see this in kind of twofold ways. One, waiting in and of itself is a courageous and strong act. Do you hear me? But also in the process of waiting, he is strengthening us. And he is encouraging us. Okay? He is building us up. He is growing us. So that when we do step into the things that he has for us, we're actually prepared for them. Waiting for God's green light is not a weakness. It takes strength and courage. And on the way, he's encouraging and strengthening us. Another reason why we don't wait. Comparison. Whew. Let's take a look at Psalm 37, 7 through 9. <laughs> I've got a lot, lot underlined. Let's read. Rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him. Do not get upset because of one who is successful in his way, because of the person who carries out wicked schemes. Cease from anger and abandon wrath. 
Do not get upset. It leads only to evil doing. For evildoers will be eliminated, but those who wait for the Lord, they will inherit the land. They will inherit the land. They will inherit the land. They will not thieve the land. They will inherit it. They will not scheme their way into provision. They will inherit it. What does inheritance mean? It means you're receiving it from someone. We receive from God. But it's so funny how sometimes when we see what another person has, whether that be a thing, whether it be a relationship, it can get us wrapped up in rushing to get that same thing ourselves. When even if it is something God has for you, it might be attained through entirely different means. Your journey is different than theirs. Your life is different than theirs. The when is different for all of us. Hamil, God's showing each one of you different things than he's showing me. Yeah? Comparison's a wild ride, man. It can get you in a lot of traps. But comparison can cause you to get in on the action, even if the action is godless, and that's dangerous. That's dangerous. We don't want to find ourselves in messes. Rushing outside of God's will is evil doing. Do you hear me? Rushing outside of God's will, rather than waiting for him, it is evil doing. It is doing something that is not founded in him. It is evil doing. Some of us think like evil doing is just like murder. Evil doing is setting your heart and decisions in contrast with the Lord's best for you. So you don't have to see yourself, well, I'm not an evil person. It's not, it's not on these great scales all of the time. It's just walk by the Spirit and you won't carry out the desires of the flesh. Straight up. So what's another reason that we don't wait? FOMO, fear of missing out. Again, consumerism weekend is past, y'all. That's what they ought to call it, you know. Sometimes we see the deal and we need it. And we end up buying it even though God didn't want it for us. Or we invest in it even though God didn't want us to invest in it. And we don't have the resources that we're supposed to have for the things that he is calling us into. Some of us can't handle the idea of not being at all of the things. So we're not present in any of the things. We're rushing around because of our incapability of saying no. And in the process, you're prostituting out your heart. Whoa. But that's real. To where we can't be a, a father or a mother or a friend or, a, or, or a, anything that God is calling us into in the capacity we've been called to because we're so exhausted in terms of our time and our resources. We have so many toys that we have to work constantly so we can't even play with them. It's insane. So before you make the, the Black Friday purchase, I would, I would rather spend more on something I know God is calling me to have than spend less throwing my money to the wind. 
right? It is. It is God's money, man. So let's steward it well. That's, I mean, that's really a good reminder because it is we're called to steward his money. Amen? And I mean, if we're stewards, then we're going to do what he's calling us to do with it. We want him to say, yeah, well done, cool. And we want to experience And I'm not saying God hates on your toys, but I am saying you need to listen. And if he says, wait, wait. Amen? Discomfort and pain can cause us not to wait. Anybody ever been uncomfortable? What do you want to do? You want to fix it. You want to fix it fast. Now. Sometimes, sometimes healing takes time. And the quick fix is not the answer. You know, endurance and perseverance are requirements for living in a fallen world. I didn't get an amen on that. Endurance and perseverance, they're like requirements for this life. Here's a question. Do you want temporary relief or long-term healing? You know? If we want that long-term healing, then, then we need to listen to him, obey him, hear him, follow him. Do you want to be healed or do you want to be numb? There's a lot of ways to find yourself in not feeling anything. God doesn't want you gray. God doesn't want you just in this regular status of gray. Sometimes we settle, and so it's just like, I'm uncomfortable, so I'm just going to do whatever I need to to not feel bad. Hear him, obey him. Do you want to be healed or do you want to be distracted? You know? I feel uncomfortable, and I want to not feel this way, so uh, Netflix. Hello? Like, guys, this might sound super silly. Hi, we're at church and we're talking about Netflix? Yeah, we're at church and we're talking about Netflix because I know some of y'all are turning on that television. I am. <laughs> not me, not the TV. <laughs> That's real. But we all have things. We all have the things that we use as distractions to cope rather than to heal. I want to tell you, the good news of the gospel is healing. Not settling. Not, not, just, not just coping. And again, I'm not saying this in judgment. Hear me. My hope is to inspire faith for something better. Faith for something better. Imagine you are starving of thirst in the wilderness and you see a pool of water. You rush to drink it, only to realize it was infected. Can y'all see how that might happen? You're out in the wilderness, you ain't drank nothing for a long time. And then you see water and you're like, yes, it is the answer! You're probably not using a cup. 
you know? You're probably just like face down in it, you know? And then it ends up being infected. You end up getting sick. Now, what I'm saying is it's not, again, God will make a way in the wilderness. Hello? He'll make ways through the desert. He's going to do this. But we want his. We don't just want any. And all I'm saying is not every solution to a problem is a God one. Hear his voice. Pray about the decisions you make. Okay? And I'm being vague on purpose. Because this is such a wide-scaling thing. Some of us, it's just like, it's, it's discomfort. Some of us, it's literal healing. Some of us, and it's just like, you need to hear him and respond to him. And I'm not preaching any pro or anti-specific things. What I am saying is you need to specifically hear him. Okay? Did you hear me? Before you run off making decisions with great implications, pray and obey. Cool? Cool. We're wrapping up here. Let's just read Psalm 37, 7a again. Y'all ready? Rest in the Lord and wait patiently for Him. I really like that rest in and wait patiently for. Patience is not just a virtue, it's a fruit of the Spirit. And that means that if you're being patient, you're experiencing God. Woo! Come on, y'all. We think experience of God is like when the thing happens. You're experiencing him in the waiting. Rest in the Lord. Wait patiently for him. I like that uh, one of the Hebrew words for wait comes from a root word meaning piercing or bonded to. Isn't that cool? Waiting, waiting, being joined to. I love that that just reminds me I'm joined to him in my waiting. I'm not just waiting for something. I'm waiting with God. And that changes the whole thing, doesn't it? It changes the whole thing. You're not just waiting for the presence of God when you get somewhere. He is with you now. Receive him, hear him. Psalm 33, 20 through 22. Y'all ready? Our soul waits for the Lord. He is our help and our shield for our heart rejoices in him because we trust in his holy name. Let your favor, Lord, be upon us just as we have waited for you. Your heart can rejoice in him. Don't rush because you think waiting is void of joy. Waiting doesn't have to be void of joy. You can rejoice in him right here and right now. For real. I'm not making this up. You can rejoice in him. And you see this in the early church. They're in prison and they're just like, yeah, yeah, Jesus, you know. And they weren't even, honestly, I don't, I don't really see it, but maybe they were. I can't really read into it too much. But it doesn't say, God, get me out of here right now. Maybe they were doing that. I don't know. But it says that they were just praising him, giving him thanksgiving in prison. And then, ha 
It opens up and there's freedom. Sometimes we make the, the thing God. And therefore, we don't have joy until we have the thing. But you can't let your joy be circumstantial. Because if it is, this life will be a roller coaster. And not the good kind. Not the good kind. So even in our going, we are waiting on and with him. Even in our going, we are waiting on and with him. Hear me, it's not like you're waiting or you're going. Your going is waiting on him because you're joined to him. He's our guide. He's our shepherd. So don't think there's a switch that flips. Even in our walking, each step is waiting. Amen? Let's not get out ahead of him. Let's not spoil the experience of his promises by us not being mature enough to obey him when he says, wait. Amen? We're going to land on this scripture. I'm just going to read it over and, and that's that. Let's read this together. Yet those who wait for the Lord will gain new strength. They will mount up with wings like eagles. They will run and not get tired. They will walk and not become weary. If y'all receive that, why don't you say amen? Come on. Amen.